If you wonder about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. She can change your night with a single look. And if you ask her what she does, she'll tell you, I'm a dancer. Red flag. She's gorgeous, wealthy, a free spirit. And her ex-boyfriend was a club promoter. Red flag. She knows exactly where to go, exactly what to do. And all her friends are dudes. <laughs> She's exquisite, but she also lived in Vegas for 11 years. <laughs> She's funny, but not funny like ha ha. <laughs> funny like. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> and her pinky nail is way longer. That's a major red flag. Red flag perfume by Chanel. The only perfume that warms men. I'm crazy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. well, thanks to SNL for that. Welcome to Frank and Beans, though. Frank and Beans, the podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Brian. And we're not fucking. And we are not fucking <laughs> just to get it out there. We're not dating. We're it's not fucking. It's obligatory <laughs> telling the audience that in case it's your first episode. Broke out in the song. That's a drink. That is a drink. Mm. Yes. Absolutely. All right. A drink held in. A Frank and Beans koozie. Koozie with a K. With a K. Yeah, I was doing it wrong the whole entire time. It was driving me absolutely batshit crazy that you kept spelling it with a C. Yeah. But they're here now, so you don't have to text it wrong anymore. Right. And you can maybe get yourself your own Fringin' Means koozie and some other swag at our show next week, but we will talk about that in a little bit. Sounds good to me. What we're going to talk about right away is red flags <laughs> yeah so that was kind of funny but there are real red flags out there. yeah i mean there are funny ones like that that you think of where it's like they're obvious ones you know mm-hmm. like uh, like oh uh, she's a dancer like, all of her friends are dudes like but also all ah. my most of my friends are dudes so. yeah, fair. <laughs> like i'm like i don't like that one i'm gonna go ahead and uh <laughs> protest that one it's just because i'm kind of a dude sometimes but yeah um but yeah so but you the funny obvious ones like that her ex-boyfriend is a club promoter oh boy she has lots of money and she's a free spirit (laughs) it's like yeah okay she lived in vegas for 11 years (laughs) (laughs) these are the obvious red flags but there are a lot that are not so there's some that are much more subtle Mm -hmm. um and yeah we want to help you the audience to avoid dating someone like that absolutely but so, before we do that, mm-hmm. let's recap the last episode. Yeah, it was Dating with a Disability. With the amazing Zane Lovelady. My little comedy son. He's so great. He's so incredible. Yeah. I miss you already, Zane. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's only been a week. It was I a know. week since we recorded with him, yeah. I know, he's so wonderful. He is. So look him up, Little Rock, if you're anywhere near him. Yeah, great comedian. So, um, but that was a really interesting episode, and I've kind of been talking um, to people. There might be a part two to that one. Mm-hmm. 
because I had a really great conversation with Ray Porter the other day, who is a comedian with, you know, CP. And he, you know, has a lot to say about that. Plus, I think Zane was right. We should, Abby, his girlfriend, lives in this area. Yeah. And we should try to get Abby in so we can get her side of that. I like that idea. So I think there'll be a part two to that episode. I like it. Yeah. So, but today, again, we're talking about red flags. Mm -hmm. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) we've kind of been wanting to do this episode for a while. And then every time we have like brought it up, I'm like, we have to put that commercial on there. It's like an SNL skit with, um, Oh, it's like Kristen Wiig uh-huh. is like the lady, and yeah. the, and then Andy Samberg's like the guy. It is <laughs> a fucking great bit. <laughs> yeah, look but, that up. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, Brian, have you experienced any red flags? Absolutely. Lately? Um, I think my biggest one is somebody who talks about their ex way too much. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. if they've been divorced for six years, and it's that's all that they can talk about. I think it's a sure sign they're still hung up on them. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, that's for sure. Take a drink. Yep, take a drink. But um, I think that, yeah, talking about an ex way too much, you're not you're not over it. You're not past it. Um, and I'm not your fucking psychologist. Right. Like, this ain't Dr. Uh, Phil, motherfucker. Right. Okay. I'm trying to get in those panties. Why are you talking about your ex? Right. This is, you're like, my penis uh, is getting less erect the more right. you talk about him. It's an innie at this point. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. My my vagina is the Sahara Desert right now. <laughs> Uh, the other one that I that I had was um, when they friend you on Facebook and they are in your DMs the next second, or they like everything. Everything, yeah, that's a huge red flag. Like when they friend you right uh, away, uh-huh. and then they just start going through. Like you can tell they're just going through your like feed and liking everything. everything yeah, that's like uh, that's like stage five clinger. Absolutely, we're yeah. on. Yeah. That's a red flag. And then one for another one, my last one, uh, which is kind of surprising for me, is drinks way too much. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I drink a lot. Mm-hmm. So we do. We do yeah, a lot. If if you drink way too much, I mean that is that is above and beyond. <gasps> I remember you did date someone mm-hmm. a long time ago that was like I was like, Brian, we fucking oh, drink, yeah. but like, yeah, like let's. She get, was putting them back and smoking weed at the same right. time, like yeah, that the one, entire time. That one night, it was a case of beer, a bottle of whiskey, and she was yeah. smoking the entire time. And, and I like, was like, Ooh. Brian, intervention, okay? <laughs> Seriously, That's if someone's more, so if someone's more fucked up than us, right? Yeah, red flag. <laughs> red flag. <laughs> <laughs> What about you? You got any good uh, red flags out there? Oh man, um, I think I think w- the article that we're gonna get to has a lot of them. Right? Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, yeah, they're pretty generic. You know, like um, I don't know. Like I'm a pretty upfront person, and I call people out on their bullshit pretty sure. quickly. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I'm the kind of person that really misses red flags, mm-hmm. but I will identify it. And my problem is sometimes I will try to justify it in some way. Gotcha. Um, Where you're an empath, so yeah, is that yeah. part of that? I think so, yeah, because yeah. I feel people's emotions, and I feel like I can tell if they're full of shit or not mm-hmm. when they're talking about whatever that is. You know, like the, okay, like well, number one in the article is like refusing to be Facebook official or whatever. It's like that's a big one. Yeah. Um, also, what we're going to do is we're going to tally how many of the yes. red flags we see in ourselves. That is correct. Wait, and at the end of the article, we'll go ahead and. Uh, you have my pen, though, Brian. Um, I have a pen. All right, so this should be fun. Yeah, and if you want to keep score at home too, 
It'll be fun too. Oh, that would be good. Um, we'll open up a thing for on the Facebook, and you guys can tell, tell us your score on the Facebook. Yeah. And you know what I just thought about? That is the other side of this. Uh-huh. That's kind of fun. Is that by doing that, you can also use it to your advantage while you're dating to try to not show off your red, fl- red flag. Oh, I like that. So not only can you look out for red flags in other people, mm-hmm. but you can also be like, oh, I do that. I should not do that anymore. Yeah. Fair, yeah. <laughs> I almost said fair enough, but uh, well, I just did. So You did. It Drain. doesn't matter if it's talking. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So this article comes from Red Book, so we assume that it's good. Right. Because Ryan's, <laughs> Ryan's been reading a lot of Red Book. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is that... Uh, Let's see. That's not the Oprah magazine. It's kind of like it? an old lady magazine. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it's like town and country. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I have plenty of subscriptions. Let's see. 57 major relationship red flags to watch out for is the mm-hmm. name of the article. Yeah. Numero uno, refusing to be Facebook official. Uh-huh. This, I, I think that's a huge red that flag. That is a huge red flag. Because realistically, and we talked about this on the episode with Bo where she was saying, uh-huh. you know, it's like, oh, he's just not much of a Facebook guy. If he's not much of a Facebook guy, then he would have no problem with it. Right. That is not the reason there. Yeah. The reason is he doesn't want other bitches to know that he's in a relationship because that he can kiss all that pussy goodbye. Yep. Ruins his game. Mm-hmm. There goes his game. Like, realistically, the only good reason that I've ever, like, heard f- to not be Facebook official is, like, people who are in the middle of a divorce who, like, they can use that against, like... Oh, you know, he's already, you know. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Because he's not actually officially divorced yet. You're not supposed to be like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that, okay. That totally understandable because guess what? People get separated. Divorces get nasty. It takes a lot of time. It takes so much and time. And you're not going to like, you know, you're not going to spend all that time not dating. You might, but who knows? You yeah. Know? I, and that, that's probably the only reason. I would say legitimately the only reason. The only other reason would be that they're just not ready to be in a relationship. And it's a red flag. And it's a red flag. That's them telling you that they're not ready to be official with you yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you really like someone, you want to sing it from the rooftops. Absolutely. Or the cloud internet rooftops. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. Well, um, and I don't do that, so I'm going to not mark that. Nope. I'm going to keep mine private till the end. <gasps> you are? Okay. <laughs> I will too then. Never talking about your future together. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Like, if you're not thinking forward. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily have to be like, when are we going to move in together? What are we going to name our kids? Like, right, yeah. you know, you don't have to go to that level. But if there's no, you know, talk of things to come, mm-hmm. you know, like let's yeah, say your birthday is in a month or something. Yeah. Nothing is brought up about it. Right. Yeah. Cause you start planning for things like that a little bit in advance, you know? Yeah. Most people do. Yeah. Or, you know, just, uh, it says, you know, if your partner never discusses future oriented plans, it shows he doesn't intend on committing to you. Um, it doesn't have to be big plans like a wedding, simply refusing to make plans for future dates or not speaking in the future tense oh. about you should be oh like okay future tense about you that yeah is like okay what really were yeah <laughs> that makes sense um that's much different than what I was thinking was like because I've said it on the show before when it's like what are we doing tomorrow yeah we're like we well I'm getting the fuck out of here before you wake up <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what your plans are but for real <laughs> All right uh, number three is talking only about surface stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, when your partner has a difficult time communicating their inner thoughts and feelings with you, this is a huge red flag because it will put a great deal of distress on the relationship. 
Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, a healthy relationship continues to grow in emotional in- intimacy. Um, and to do that, you must be willing to talk to one another freely and openly. Mm. Okay. Talking about only, or I'm sorry, talking only about surface stuff. Okay. So here's the thing is that the next one is refusing to talk about feelings. I feel like those two are kind of saying the same thing, but refusing to talk about feelings. Like if your partner is emotionally closed off and reluctant to talk about their past life and relationships, Family, friendship, future goals is a sign that they're holding back important information about themselves. So okay. I don't know about that. Okay, no. So this is that's not the same thing for me. Right. That would be like talking about my personal life. But mm-hmm. feelings are different. You know me. Right. I hate. I literally <laughs> cried earlier today about something, but it was because I was so pissed off. I was right. crying, and like Brian is like you know maybe twice ever seen me cry yeah but you can confirm i was so angry i started crying yeah. <laughs> and it's like it, but i hate getting like that because i'm like god damn it you know and then i'm getting more mad because right. i'm crying because i'm so mad well just remember that <laughs> being mad and being angry is a secondary emotion there's something else that that event caused you to feel and because you felt that way it made you angry what Okay, so if a guy calls me a pussy, mm-hmm. I'm not mad because... He called you a pussy. I'm mad because he's intimidating me and he's he's knocking me down instead of just me being mad about being called a pussy. I agree. Okay. Okay, so I anger, agree. I anger is that. a secondary emotion. Brian, we're not talking about my feelings. <laughs> you established that. <laughs> so you're marking... I don't want to... T- are you marking this one down? Oh, write the number of the one that... Just oh, in case we want to okay. go back. Um, yeah, so I think the um, the surface stuff doesn't necessarily have to involve emotions. It's just kind of like, what do you like to do? Your eyes are pretty. <laughs> you have nice hair. Surface stuff, you know, and not, not trying to... I appreciate to... those things, and those are all true, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, talking about feelings, I see that being a totally different thing. Yeah. Okay. Not in the way they described it. Let's just keep it to the... Because the way they describe it is stupid. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Number five, not introducing you to mom and dad. Um... Okay. I sort of agree with that, but also my dad has a lot to deal with. <laughs> but you know, so. and that's the thing because there's a lot of different um a lot of different circumstances that could be going on here. I wouldn't want to meet your dad if your dad sexually abused you as a child. Oh, good point. You know? So I don't think like my dad's cool as fuck. I would want to introduce right. them to someone I really like. Absolutely. But your dad is in Scottsdale. Yeah. So also so, that geographically uh-huh. could be a problem too, because obviously so if I mean, I'm not introducing you to them, it's because they don't live here. Right. So this one, I think there's there could be more to it than that. Um, I think my dad's met two of my boyfriends my whole life. Yeah. I don't think that's such a red flag. No. I'm going to assume that if there's a reason why you're not introducing me to your mom or dad, there's, there, there's a reason for it. For sure, yeah. And I'm not going to pry into that. For sure, drink. Shit. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. Hating their parents. So hating their own parents. Yeah. I think what they're saying, there's like daddy issues. But you Maybe know, there's something there. Yeah, and and there's something there's something to be said about the parents thing. And I, I, I think in my dating life, the parents thing doesn't really come up anymore. I mean, this, this article was written 2016. That's not too far ago. Mm-mm. But um, I think the whole parents thing, that's kind of going away. I don't know. Yeah, because... Yeah, and I think it also depends on how old you are, too. Sure. Because we say that, but we're, like, in our, you know, mid to late 30s. 
Okay. So it's if like, I was okay, 21. If I was 21 and there's like some weird issue with my parents, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So we have to think of everyone's frame of reference. Yeah. So. Okay. Number seven, not caring about your past. It says when two people that care about each other get together, they want to know everything about the other person. What makes them tick? Why they like what, what they like? Um, what their childhood was like, etc. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is like the narcissist thing because I think what it is is that they, they're just not interested in finding out about you because the world is all about them. Okay. But see, I could see myself doing this um, because I don't really... I'm one of those people who I don't care about. I, not that I don't care about your past, but I'm not gonna judge you on your past Mm -hmm. you know your past does uh, your past plays a role into who you are today yeah but it's not gonna make it help make or break a decision yeah and we we had that conversation too where i was like saying i wouldn't ask because i know that sometimes people are sensitive about things that have happened to them and if you want to open up to me about it you are welcome to do that and i'll make sure that you know you can talk to me about it if you want to Mm -hmm. but i'm also not gonna pry because that's the difference. It I can think. set yeah. people off. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. not going to pry, but if you want to talk about it, I'll listen. So maybe just have that conversation. Like if you don't want to put out that as a red flag, make sure you have that conversation where you're like, Hey, you know, um, you, you know, you can talk to me about anything, right? Yeah. You know, or something so that they know it's not just that you don't care about their past. Right. I, yeah. I think that's the difference between um, the narcissist and just kind of like not judging you on your past. Yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, not caring about what you want. Okay. So if your needs aren't getting met, your partner isn't invested in your happiness and it's as simple as that. AKA Um, doesn't give oral. Oh, (laughs) that is a great point. Right. And oh my God, it's really fun. Oh no. (laughs) This reminds me of a story from last night. I was hanging out with some of the comedian friends and one of the dudes just says, I don't like to go down on girls. I'm sorry. I'll do it because I know I have to. I don't have a great size penis, so I got it. I was like, A, that's hilarious. But B, like, you know, um, that is a little selfish of you to say. You know, like, you have to just, if you don't care about your partner, like, and their happiness in that situation. Absolutely. And, you know, I was kind of making a joke about it because oral, but that's not the only thing Mm -hmm. about not caring about what you want. You want to uh, pursue comedy. Mm-hmm. If I'm not supported, uh, supportive of that, that's yeah. a red flag. Or like, okay, like even something red as simple flag. as <laughs> <laughs> even something as simple as like deciding on a movie. Like Brian, if you and I were going to the movies together, you would be like, "I want to go see some Star Wars dumb sci-fi <laughs> shit," and I would be like, "Absolutely not!" Right. But I will compromise and go see something in the middle, like a The Rock action movie or something. Okay, yeah. That, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But if I was just like, absolute hard no, we're going to go see Love Actually. All right. <laughs> this is what they're talking about. The truth about cats and dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. You'd go see that because you would get some. I wonder, I've never seen it since. I wonder if that would bring back like. I remember it actually being a pretty good movie. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember much of it. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. <laughs> Number nine. Taking forever to answer a text. And you and I were sort of at odds about this. Okay. So your side was. My side is, okay, it's 20 motherfucking 19. Don't act like your nose isn't in that phone all day. True. Um, 
Don't act like your nose is not in a... Especially younger people. Agreed. Okay, Ray Porter and I had this conversation the other day about younger girls. Uh And like, it's like a game, you know? They know they're not supposed to answer you right away, so they seem elusive. Right. But you know for a fact, it's like, bitch, you're 24 or whatever. Uh I know you're on that goddamn phone since the moment you woke up, that thing's been in your face. Right. So don't play these games. What, What age? I just said 24 randomly. Okay. <laughs> Random. Okay. Um, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And e- even us as we've got our phones in our hand right now. Right. Because um, we're reading an article. Well, I know. But <laughs> um, so my thing is, you know, hey, maybe throughout the day, I have got to focus on something. And it's not that I'm ignoring you. So here's the thing. Taking forever to answer a text. Forever is kind of relative. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking if you don't respond within six hours... Nah, no, mm-hmm. that's anything over six hours is forever. Okay, additionally, forever. <laughs> additionally to this though, I would add like a a number ten point or nine point five would be if they text you, mm-hmm. you don't answer for a while because you're busy at work, mm-hmm. but then they keep texting you and going like like oh you know what I'm you know what I'm talking about where it's you, like oh you're not answering me so I'm gonna blow you up oh, that's yeah. a huge red that flag. is a huge red flag good point mm-hmm. good point yeah so I think taking forever it's like, to I'm busy text. at work don't under if you don't understand that like it's fucking two o'clock on a Monday yeah I'm busy at work right and if you keep attacking me like that it's gonna turn me off big mm-hmm. time. It's a huge red flag. So taking forever to answer a text. Um, I'm going to say forever. Um, that translates to six hours. If I don't reply within six hours, that's... In 2019 time. That's forever. Yeah, because you're... Sh- oh, well, okay, well, let's say conservatively eight, because no matter what, your shift would be over by then. Okay, so I could see that. Um, yeah, anything over, over eight hours is forever. Yeah, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, was I up next? I don't know. Just go. Okay. Number 10, relying on sarcasm. Mm. Okay. Uh, I can see that. I mean, I'm pretty sarcastic. I'm extremely sarcastic. I, w- I literally <laughs> had, there was like, there was like a group text at work the other day. And I said, uh, there was like somebody that wasn't on their shift and they were in the group text and they were like getting into whatever was going on. And then they were like, oh, well, I'm actually not at work. And I was like, well, then mind your business, bitch. <laughs> and then they like, so they texted the other person. They were like, is Beth being serious right now? Uh, and I texted back. I was like, if you ever take me seriously, you should know better than to fucking take me seriously about anything I say at this point. Right. So the article says, if your partner constantly uses sarcasm, it can feel shaming and hurtful. If it isn't funny and if they won't stop when asked to, it really isn't a safe relationship. Okay, so that's so, just, if it's not funny is the difference there. I can see that. And then also the point was brought up, if they don't stop when asked to. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I get that. Like, I, I'm i very sarcastic, and I, but I, it, it's not like my only, the, the thing that I rely on, mm-hmm. and I continue to do it after somebody tells me to stop. So, yeah. And I did write that one down, but I'm going to cross it off. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one is going straight for the nuclear option during arguments. Ooh. So threatening to end the relationship is one way to quickly end a disagreement. But if your partner is always threatening to leave the relationship, you can't feel safe. Um, okay. This is what's so funny to me. Okay. This is a classic example. Um, my ex is uh, 
in one of these like crazy toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. And like I. <laughs> oh, you were telling me about this. Literally, it was like January 14th, obviously together on Facebook. January 15th, obviously big. We've broken up January 16th, back together. January 17th, broken up. January right. 18th, back together. It was literally six days straight <laughs> of obvious Facebook <laughs> posting of either changing profile pictures or some meme about like, you need to love yourself more than you love other people. And, blah, blah, blah. and it was just like, so I was like laughing about this. I was like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, if they do that, it's a huge red flag. Yeah. Get out of there. It's immature. It's childish. It is. Yeah. And definitely don't post about it on Facebook. Oh, God. Because then the world just sees it and laughs at you. Yeah, know? yeah. And inspirational quotes about being single and then being in a relationship <laughs> and then single. <laughs> <laughs> Changing your profile picture back and forth six days in a row. Yeah. So the next one, number 12, is stonewalling, which is shutting down and refusing to talk during an argument. Um. Okay. I've never refused to talk in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't an argument that Beth is willing to... Um, I tried shut that. Down I tried that once. It lasted night. approximately four seconds. Right. <laughs> Beth gets six hours of sleep a night, and that's the quietest we ever hear her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So stonewalling I, that speaks for itself. I think that's that's yeah. enough said about that. Similarly, emotionally checking out. Um, a mm-hmm. relationship can't thrive unless both partners are emotionally present. If he or she is not capable of this, the relationship and you will suffer. Like basically, emo- emotionally checking out. That relationship is over. Right. Yeah. That's not a red flag. That's not That's a red over. flag. Like the shit's over. Right. For sure. Okay. Um, number 14. Never taking the blame for anything. Um, yeah. When your partner consistently blames others for misfortunes, this this means he has a difficult, he or she, let's get this right mm-hmm. article, has difficulty taking responsibility for his or her own actions. I have dated this person <clears throat> and this shit is in infuriating mm. nothing is ever their fault ever yeah and they will go to lengths to make sure that somehow they convolute this to being your fault again this goes back to the narcissist thing yeah where no matter how obviously it's their fault they will never accept the blame for anything yeah so. i i don't know if i've ever dated anybody like that but um had plenty of employees that it's like, well, what about this and what about that? And oh yeah, you know, I'm not going to take responsibility for this. I'm just going to try to blame shift, blame shift. That's the clinical yeah. term for it. Yeah, listen to us mm. to big to kind of piggyback off of that. Number fifteen, never apologize. That same person, the same thing. Uh-huh. They were never sorry for anything, well, and it drove they, me crazy. They weren't at fault. What what do they have to right. be sorry about? Yeah, that's really it. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was literally crazy because it's like, you know, and those would be the times where I was like, I'm done, you know, because if you're not even sorry for doing that, like, right, well, then I would always go back because I'm a a terrible person. (laughs) Right. Uh, The old saying, love means never having to say you're sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want me to continue? No, I I was just kind of like laughing because I just saw that. Okay. Yeah. So just, and you know, I'm a big enough person. I would almost put this one down on my list because I have to be right all the time. But you However, don't. However, no, you, yeah, you don't. I think you, I admit a lot it, when I'm wrong. Yeah. If it is your fault, uh, you've have you've had zero problems apologizing for it. Yeah. Um, 
the problem is, yeah, how can you apologize for something if you're not taking the blame for and it? And yeah, I think those two go hand in hand. You're right. Partying every weekend. All right, Brian, I better see that pen. <laughs> We're both like, <laughs> okay, yep. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, well, yeah. So we're going to go just have it and debunk this one. <laughs> we are adults. We don't have, you know, like, there's no no one hurting by us going out every weekend and whatever. It's fun. So Sure. But I think- On top of that, I will say, I do like to throw the excuse out there that we have a podcast and we are networking. Yes. And also, it's not like really partying every weekend. It's like, okay. Obviously, obviously, I'm a performer. My performances are on weekends, and we will go out after we're done with that. Makes sense. And that's natural. Or even going out to it and drinking at it is like, Mm -hmm. you know, could sort of be considered that. It's not like we go out on a Friday night and people have to call us on a Saturday to make sure we're still alive. Yeah. I think the important thing would just be to, like, be careful of, like, okay, A, obviously partying too hard. Like, let's say someone is, like dabbling in drugs or something or you know like and then they're doing that all the time like that could be a red flag for addiction right and like future problems of that nature yeah partying is kind of a relative term yeah you know we respond we party responsibly (laughs) okay so to go off of that number 17 partying too hard that would be it yeah yeah. And, and like like you were saying if you notice heavy drug or alcohol use in the dating phase it's likely it is likely it's worse than you think and that That's makes sense true. because, yeah, when you're meeting I definitely somebody, hide how much I drink, yeah. Yeah. Initially. Mm-hmm. I do too. Although I have been better about it in the year 2019 so far. Which is funny that one of my, you know, one of the red flags that I uh, notice and, and don't like is drinks way too much. Although actual words that came out of my mouth today, woohoo, it's noon, I can start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, constantly seeking attention. Okay. This is like basically my past relationship, but in an article. (laughs) This person was so obsessed with having to have 24-7 attention that it was like that that ended up being the demise of the relationship is because eventually I could not give them the level of attention they needed and they sought it elsewhere. Yeah. Um, And me too. Like I am the kind of person like it's part of like that whole empath thing where I have to have that alone time to recharge because it's physically exhausting Mm -hmm. to be around people, especially like emotionally, like um, people that are emotionally draining because they're a lot to be around, Mm -hmm. you know, even if it's just their personality, like, okay, like my friend Patrick Cunningham is a perfect example. He's just a person who is high energy all the time. And it's not like it's drama energy. It's just like, or things are happening. It's just like, he's one of those people who's very intense. Yeah. Like, I I have to have like a decompression period <laughs> after being around him because it's exhausting physically to me as an empath to be around someone like that. Yeah, makes sense. But I love him and I love hanging out with him. I just need alone time after that. Yeah. And I cherish my alone time. I have to have it. And if someone can't do that, if they don't want their alone time at some point, red, red flag. <laughs> Good point. I like that. Yeah. So number 19, never going out with friends. Red, wow. What is this? Red Book Magazine, you need to figure it the fuck out because if they go out too much, it's a red flag. If they never go out, it's no, a no, red no, flag. no. Here we go. Okay. Because uh, I have had two different, like, I've had the guy that goes out too much. But also, the person that I moved to Champagne for basically, like, long story short, expected me to just stay home and be a trophy wife. And 
he worked all the time. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm going to go out and make friends. I have to have a social life. Right. And I would invite him to come out with my friends and I. And he was like, nope, nope. I'm all set. See, yeah. I, I, that was weird. Yeah, my, my ex-wife was kind of like that to where, I mean, I would honestly have to call her friends and be like, you're taking her out on Friday night. Yeah. She's got to like get out she's got yeah. to go <laughs> my brother-in-law does that too like well my sister wants my brother-in-law to go out more than he does you know she's always like i have to set up play dates with his friends so i can have <laughs> some time away from him right well and you know i'm i, I don't know I, I just wonder if these people it, it references references introverts so i'm just gonna say introverts mm. i wonder if introverts kind of if they get something out of going out with friends or not you know, yeah. like, you know, I go out and I see you and I see Taylor and I see um, all of the comedian friends. And it's like it, it's uplifting. And, yeah. it, you know, that we talked about it last time. Oh, when, hell yeah. When Taylor was like, I haven't seen you in three weeks. And she gave me this big hug and went let go. And it's like that yeah. builds me up. I like that. Oh, last night, you know, I had a performance that my friends weren't at because they had a different performance. And like, you know, it was, you know, it was a good performance. Uh, you know, it was OK. But then as soon as I was around my friends, I felt so much better. Yeah. See, I need that. You need that. So I wonder if introverts are kind of the opposite. Our friends are fucking cool. That's true. Get friends like us. Yeah. All right. Having completely different hobbies. See. I don't agree with this one. No, I don't either. I think it's good to have different hobbies. Right. Because, yeah, you can try to share some of your hobbies together. Mm -hmm. But like. We've talked about this so many times that, you know, hey, if you're not into football, Cool. Sunday afternoon is me at the bar. And you Sunday go, afternoon is you having Bellinis. Your sewing that- <laughs> circle or whatever the hell you do. Right. Yeah. If you- <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, like whatever, you know, whatever isn't a deal breaker necessarily. I don't think so. Like if they have a weird, like, okay, like let's say obviously going back to the drug addiction habit or like they have like a weird, if it's a crazy habit. Sure. Yeah, that you're like not behind. I get it, but no, having different stuff is is fine. So, oh yeah, if, if that's debunked. If I'm a police officer and you're a bank robber, probably not. The best. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that's the only. If I'm a firefighter and you're an arsonist, probably not the best matchmaking. Yeah. There, you know. Mm-hmm. Or like, <laughs> you know, but more realistically, like let's say like someone is very very into like. Bible study or something. Oh. And then you are like, I'm an atheist and I don't, yeah, or that's, whatever, that's you know, a like good that one. would be yeah, more or of if, a realistic example. Or if you're a Cubs fan and they're a Cardinals fan. Oh, b- dead on. Yep. No mm. way. If you're a Bears fan, they're a Packers fan. Gross. Gross. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, I can kind of agree with this, but I think, you know, the thing is the hobby is baseball, football. They, <clears throat> the hobby is part of who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, the takeaway here is like, if it's a hobby that should concern you about who they are as a person, that's where I the red the, flag comes. I in. think the Bible study and the, the atheist was probably the best, uh, example. Mm-hmm. Okay. But even the baseball one, you're like, Ugh. Ooh, I mean, that kind of, I know me and Cardinals fans don't work. Yeah. Out. I'm not a Satanist. I don't, I'm not a Bible. I'm not a Christian. Um, yeah. I so I, I, I don't get that reference, mm-hmm. but the Cardinals and Cubs like, Ooh, yeah. my ex-wife was a, Cardinals fan, and there's a reason why she's an ex-wife. Right. <laughs> Moving along. Number 21. Wait, me or you? Keep it's going? you. Okay. Number 21. Suddenly becoming super busy. Yes. 
Um, I don't know if this goes back to the texting or not. Suddenly, okay. Suddenly becomes unavailable to me as like they're cheating on you. Yeah, they they found somebody else. Mm-hmm. If somebody just autom- just out of the blue becomes unavailable, busy, yeah. And I think I've had a conversation with one of our listeners who just went through this, and it was like all of a sudden this guy got super busy and he's, he's got no time for me. He's getting busy. Is he's what getting he's busy. Doing. He has moved on. He has found something else. Mm-hmm. Um, you no longer captivate their interest. Period. Right. <laughs> Excuse okay. me. Uh, lying about activities. Ooh. That is a big in. Yes. Okay. Um, and it can seem really innocent. And it can seem like, oh, oh, you know, they can give a lot of really good excuses mm-hmm. on this one. But one little white lie like that sure. should be your red flag that they're they're very capable of bigger lies. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, I think maybe I kind of put out white lies about this. Like, I will not lie about my activities, but who I'm doing these activities with may vary. Okay, here's a good example of this. Okay. Like, let's say you committed to plans with your friends, which I do a lot. And then all of a sudden that day rolls around and you're like, I don't feel like going out. Yeah. You little white lie your way out of it. You know, oh, something at work came up or whatever. And that's fine. But the difference in the situation is like, if it was a partner, they would be there laying in bed with you because you didn't feel like going out. Right. Not, you know, like they would be in Ooh. on the white lie. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. If you're seeing this person on a regular basis, um, lying about activities, you're going to have to do some lying. There's a reason they're lying about that activity, no matter how white that lie is. Mm-hmm. Very true. They lied to you about what bar they were going to. That's because their ex-girlfriend is there and they still have feelings for her or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bingo. All right. I'm sorry. Is it my turn? I'm, yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> I was even, so now I'm odd. So I'm, Are I'm, you? Okay, we fucked up some more. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Okay, so number 23, uh, playing hard to get. I, yeah. yeah, we go back to this whole games thing. Don't play games. That's true. That's childish as hell. Yeah, it is. Um, and I get, you know, in the 1960s, this might have been fun, but in the age of online dating, to where if you want to play hard to get and there's, there's a million s- other. Yeah. Yep. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. You can- there's no more playing hard to get in this day and age. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. And there's nothing attractive about that. I, my time is precious. Mm-hmm. Are you do, do you want to go out or not? Right. Like, period. No, I like that. That's a good red flag. This is a super big one for me. Me too. Treating service people rudely. Don't do it. And also, you better believe that first time I go out with someone, uh, generally the guy pays, so this is easier for me to do, but I will look at that bill and I will see how much you tip that server uh-huh. and that will tell me everything I need to know. Yep. If you are a cheap son of a bitch to a service person who treated us well. Mm-hmm. Also the, the interaction during the whole time, you know, um, you know, this could kind of go the other way. Let's, I'm going to, okay. Uh, I'm going to go the other way with this and flirting with service people. Oh, that. Yeah. Oh, so I mean, um, but yeah, I, 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 my ex-wife, again, the reason why she's probably an ex-wife treated service industry people, um, terribly, terribly. But you want to know what I think that is? Okay. The reason that I feel so strongly about this is I worked in the service industry for a long time mm-hmm. and I dealt with a lot of people's bullshit 
And there were a lot of days where I probably just had one of those days where I was rude to people I shouldn't have been or didn't have the greatest attitude because of someone else that treated me really crappily before that. Sure. So I always give those people the benefit of the doubt. They work hard. That job sucks. It's never great hours. And people are mean to you all the time. So, you know, sometimes I just... Yeah. I, I always tip well no matter what happens. Yeah. And the, the bartender on a Friday night wants to be in a bar on a Friday night. Right, exactly. On the other side of the bar, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, that's that's a huge red flag. Trading service people rudely. Not good. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Take care of them. Tip your bartenders. Yeah. Next is number 25, neglecting pets. This is the number one for me. Like, ugh. Not only a red flag. But like one of the three different areas that might make you a fucking serial killer. Uh, call the cops on this motherfucker. Yes, yes. Report them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It is a red flag if your partner is disinterested or neglectful of their pet. Yeah. Yeah. That dog is my life. And okay? a fucking like, crime. Yeah. Um, it is definitely reportable. It's just wrong. Yeah. It's morally wrong at the end of the day. Absolutely. So. Not only a red flag, but probably a felony. Report yeah. them. Report them to me so I can do something about <laughs> Report it. Report them to the Frankenbeans Facebook. Yeah. We'll take care of Get them. Get the DMs. Okay. Disrespecting you in front of your friends. Ooh. Oh, no, she better don't. Uh-uh. Okay. <laughs> no, no, sir or ma'am. And also coming in handy is the fact that my friends are comedians and they will come for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I've seen this before, and it is the most, it's got to be the most fucking disheartening, destroying, crumbling thing that you could probably do. I don't think I've ever experienced that, but I think people are probably not dumb enough to do that to me. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. Mm, Don't do it. Okay, similarly, the next one is making fun of you in public. Which is weird. Which, I kind of have to, do I have to take credit for this one? Because, okay. Oh, (laughs) okay. Yeah, kind of. Because, okay, I will do that, but I make fun of everyone. It's what I do. Right. Yeah, you don't get the queen of mean. Right. That's right. <laughs> the title for doing nothing. I, I professionally make fun but, of people in public. <laughs> but I think there's a huge difference between in public and in front of your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Number 28. I'm back to evens. <laughs> <laughs> Downplaying your accomplishments. Because mm. they're jealous of. How well things are. Oh, do you think that's part of the narcissist thing as well? A hundred. I was just gonna say that. Okay. And that's I because I've yeah. I love to lift people up, even on this on the littlest things. You. I love to congratulate people. Absolutely, absolutely. Because everybody is different. For me, um, sometimes it's hard hard to get out of bed in the morning. Not because I'm sleepy or depressed or lazy. It's probably a good mix of all three. But um, man, getting out of the bed in the morning for some people that's an accomplishment. Don't downplay that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, for other people, um, you know, you do a show. Uh, you do the look like. Yes. You may not have won, but you did amazing. Thank you. Yeah, and I told you that that night. Yeah, and how and that many was something people? that was that was something that was really important to me. And if I had a partner who just like didn't care and was didn't like, really, oh, you lost. Mm. Or yeah, or even like, oh well, whatever, you know, like. Right. Maybe didn't even show up. Didn't even say anything about it or mm-hmm. at all. Or just kind of like, oh, well, yeah. Right. I don't do it because I don't need to be told, like, I did a good, like, I do it. Part of it is the ego, like, you know, like, <laughs> sure. so you need your ego stroke when you're doing stuff like that. And if someone's not willing to do it, it's because they don't care that it's important to you. 
It's a good point. Mm-hmm. Patronizing or belittling you. We already kind of went over that. Yeah, that's a, I mean, it's a good red flag. But, mm-hmm. um, number 30, having to be right all the time. I'm going to go. I'm going to go point five on, on that. <laughs> OK, fair enough. Take a drink. Um, yeah, being right all the time. That's that's the thing. It just causes way too many. It causes more of an argument than there needs to be. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of somebody saying just like, hey, look, yeah, you, you're right. I was misinformed on the situation or I thought this and there was miscommunication. I think I'm more likely to do that with my friends, though, and admit I'm wrong than I am with a partner. OK, that's why I'll, I'll go ahead and take credit for that one. A point five. Yeah, okay. I'll do a point five on that. All right. Because I'm oftentimes willing to concede just to stop an argument. Mm. But there are a lot of times where I will not back down. Die on that hill. I have that little bit of crazy. <laughs> it's like just that quarter bit of crazy in me. Yeah. Okay. Isolating you from others. Mm. That is a huge one. Huge. Like if you don't, okay, everybody goes through that honeymoon phase at the beginning of a relationship uh-huh. where you just want your to friends, spend, yeah, you just want to spend as much time with all that the person. Time. Yeah, everyone goes through it. Okay, mm-hmm. but there's always a point at some point where you start to return back to regular life. You start to see that friend a lot more, and they come out together, or they're starting to need their time apart from their partner, right? Or they're just both hanging out with you, or whatever. So, you know, you you can understand a little bit of that, like, you know, uh, honeymoon period again, like where you can do that for a little while. But if someone never wants you to go out Mm -hmm. at any point, red flag. Red flag. Okay. Um, Number 32, sharing your problems with with everyone else. This is the okay. Oh, this, this is, is the, the the best sign of nothing, or the best sign of a good relationship is no sign of it on Facebook. True. That's what this is saying. Like, okay, you know how I was saying um, that <laughs> that ex that I was laughing about how one day they're together, one day they're not. Mm-hmm. Da 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 da. Sharing your problems with everybody else. That's ah, the, what that is. Gotcha. And I think this goes back to the one that I said about talks about uh, the ex way too much. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay, like a good example of this. I understood this wrong at the beginning. Like, okay. sh- not sharing your problems with everyone else, but now I get okay. it now. Sharing like, your problems okay, with everyone else. You know, the, the best sign of a relation, of a happy relationship is no sign of it on Facebook. Uh-huh. The person that comes to mind right away is Zach Slusher. Okay. Like, there's not like, they're not like, look at us. We're a couple all the time. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. they're just like, they have a happy life. They don't need to produce it on Facebook every single day. Makes sense. You know? Yeah. And it's always, it's always the same people. I, I, I always call them victims because, well, I deal, I deal with them at the, at the hotel all the time to where it's like, this kind of goes back to um, not taking the blame for anything, but it's like, I'm in this situation. I'm having these troubles because this and this and this is not my fault. But always sharing your problems with everyone else. Yeah, that I, not only is that a huge red flag, it's completely it's embarrassing. unattractive. Oh, totally. It's so embarrassing. Like, I was embarrassed for them when I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. Um, yeah, this is another one. Checking up on you constantly via text, calls, or social media. Nope. Don't do it. Don't do it. Once again, not just a red flag, completely unattractive. Psycho. Yeah. Psychopath. Uh Uh-huh. Like, run. They're going to make a lampshade out of your skin. (laughs) For sure. Yikes. Mm. Yeah. Next number, 34. Getting angry when you go out with friends. Okay. See, again, that goes back to that, like, the honeymoon period is over. At some point, you love each other, but you need time away. No, If I, they don't need time away from you and they get angry 
Yeah. When you go out with your friends alone? No. Uh, and you, no, I don't like that one bit. And that's kind of the thing where like I would force my ex-wife out the fucking door. Mm. I've called so and so and so and so and they're taking you out on Friday night. Go. Okay, but conversely with this, someone could just be getting angry if it was somebody who was constantly going out. Like before there was okay. a few numbers ago, there was one where it's like if they're partying all the time. Yeah. So sometimes people have the right to get angry about that. But if it's like sure. they're partying, you know, they don't come home till four o'clock in the morning and they yeah. went out without you all the time. Like, what were you doing till four o'clock sure. in the morning? And then, you know, we all have that friend that, you know, if you go out with Susan, Susan's not a partier, oh. I'm sorry. But if you go out with Jessica. Can oh no, I have a friend <laughs> named Candy. I'm sorry, Candy. <laughs> Tiffany. Yeah, you if know. you go out with Tiffany and I know that Tiffany likes to get shit faced on Fireball right. and fuck the next random dude, mm-hmm. and you're with Tiffany, like, um. yeah, Tiffany hangs out at Whiskey 101. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. I, I, so if there's a legitimate reason for it, like you were out till four o'clock in the morning, yeah, they have a right to get pissed off that you were out right. with your friends. But if it's any time, you know, if like if I went out with my girlfriends and have happy hour, and I was home by eleven o'clock there's no reason for you to be angry about that. Sure. Or if you knew exactly where I was, you were invited, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Reading your text messages. Mm-hmm. I am a firm believer that if you go looking for trouble, you're going to find it. You're going to find it. You are going to find it. And if you even feel the need to go through someone's text messages, there's already a problem. It's already done at that point. Yeah. You know, Um, that one is super huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number 36. Displaying extreme jealousy, which I think the last four just covered. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I I don't want somebody to think that my biggest pet, fee, pet peeve is when somebody accuses me of doing something that I'm not. <gasps> yes. Okay. okay. Oh, my God. There was such a good example of this. Like when my ex and I were together and like all of our friends were going to someone's house for happy for after hours, you know, uh-huh. and I was literally sitting next to someone who was one of our male friends who I would never, ever, like, whatever. Uh-huh. Like, he made this. So we uh, there was a picture on Snapchat or something, and everybody had kind of leaned in for this picture. And he's like, his hand is on your leg, you know. Uh, and then it turned into, like, Ooh. way he, like, blew it up. Like, oh, like, you guys are fucking and, like, all this. And I was like. Here's the thing. Everybody. <laughs> here's the thing. Drink. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you're going to accuse me of something that I didn't do and, like yell at me and get jealous and 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 try to get me in trouble for it okay i'm gonna go fucking do it now because i've already been in trouble for it Mm -hmm. you know if you get if you get and also these are the people that are doing the bad things yeah though it is a point a hundred percent accurate that if they're showing this extreme crazy jealousy it's because they themselves are the ones that are doing this stuff yeah so if it was them it would be true there was a movie about this um, so if I get in trouble for doing something that I didn't do, I'm going to go do it. It's called double jeopardy. The woman was accused of yeah. killing her fucking husband. Mm-hmm. He, he faked his death. So she went out and she killed him. Yeah. Fucking get it, girl. Don't double. I, I'll pull double jeopardy on you. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You better get your facts straight before you accuse me of some shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, withholding or rejecting sex. Get the fuck out of here. Mm hmm. Like, obviously, we've talked about this before where it's like sex is the only thing in a relationship that separates you from friendship. Yeah. 
you know, Beth and I are good friends. Yeah, we don't have sex. Exactly. Like that's just it. Is like so to withhold it or reject it. Okay, there are some circumstances. Obviously, like okay, I'm not in the mood or whatever. Uh-huh. But or you know, but withholding it regularly or withholding it as like ransom for something you're trying to punish them for uh-huh. or like just talk about whatever the issue is. Yeah. And then have makeup sex later. Angry sex is the best sex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I live for hate fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Number 38. Asking you to do sex acts you're uncomfortable Ooh, with. Big okay. One. Big All one. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've had much experience with this. Do you have any examples of what that might be? I, I don't even want to say okay. why, because no, I don't, because I'm... <laughs> I mean, if somebody was like, "There's not a whole lot of sex acts I'm uncomfortable with." <laughs> yeah, okay, and that makes sense. But like, but like, let's say okay. like your partner's like, "I want to have a threesome," and you don't want to have one. That's a good example. But they continue to like pressure you about it. I want you to wear this uh, German Shepherd mask while I do you from behind. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. That that sounds like a pretty uncomfortable sex act to me. Right. Or like like oh I want to slap you around and you're like no uh, please right. don't slap me around. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm kind of. Yeah. No, I'm getting it. I'm gonna be PP boy. Okay. Um, okay, perfect. So the next one is actually um only being into one sex position. Ew, gross. And yeah, like I would say that is actually so they say sexually speaking, if your partner refuses to allow variety in the bedroom or insists on very conservative positions, it may indicate an issue with sexuality, how they were raised, and gender roles. Um, and I would definitely agree with that. You know, it's, that's just weird. Like, it's not just a red flag. Like, you know, I don't know. It's a, they probably aren't enjoying sex with you, which is a huge problem. Um, but also, I mean, if they're not, if they're not able to at least, um, be willing to have that discussion about your need to have more than one sex position. Like someone could just be inexperienced and that's fine. But if they're not even willing to have that discussion about doing more than one thing in the bedroom, I think that's a problem. Sounds like a huge problem. Yeah. Sounds like a huge problem. I'm back now. (laughs) (laughs) Me PB boy. Um, Are we still on uh, one sex position? No, I basically like hashed it all out. I already read the whole thing, which was very short. But I also said just basically like, you know, it's one thing if like if someone's just unexperienced, that's fine. But if they're not willing to like if you have that discussion, you're like, hey, I'd really like to try this or that or the other thing. And they're like hard no. Yeah. Then, yeah, that's definitely. I just imagine like an advertisement where it's like the Catholic Church all missionary all the time (laughs) oh my god but it's just like you know like okay if that means they're not enjoying themselves Mm -hmm. so they're not enjoying sex but there's something more behind that Mm -hmm. they just want to hurry up and get it over with like or you know um there are we're gonna one of the topics we need to do is uh rules of fuck buddies and one of my rules with fuck buddies no missionary okay it's just too, it feels too intimate. It feels too personal. You don't want to kiss him on the lips. That's uh-uh. Like, turn around, bend over. Mm. <laughs> that's it. 
So, I mean, yeah, maybe it is a red flag. Red but flag. A red flag. But, but yeah, if you're in a committed relationship right. and they're not even willing to have that discussion, like that's a huge problem because yeah. they're not enjoying sex for some reason, which again is the only thing that separates you from friendship. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge problem. Yeah. Plus, if you're just not willing to be a little adventurous with it, like right. red flag, get the fuck out. Yeah. Okay. It's not going to work for me uh-uh. at all. Me neither. Uh, number 40, gaslighting. We talked about this on the um, Narcissist episode, mm-hmm. but uh, gaslighting is making you feel like you're crazy for, you know. Uh, I have been the victim of this heavily. Yeah. Because and, and they're so good at it. These narcissists that do this mm-hmm. are so good at it. Like me, who is a very sane, competent, intelligent person, mm-hmm. was convinced a lot of times that I'm like, am I nuts? Right. Did that not really happen? Or, you know. And, that, and that's what they say. Uh, that's what so gaslighting is, yeah, is when your partner attempts to make you feel crazy by lying to you're make you feel yeah. that you're experiencing didn't actually happen. That you're imagining things or that you're asking for in relationship is unreasonable or ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've and, and it's crazy how they're able to do it because I consider myself no punk bitch sucker. Right. But it can happen. Like people can be very, very manipulative. These yeah. people have been doing that their whole life. And so just be mindful of that. Like if you notice you're always the one apologizing. If you notice they're making you feel nuts like that all the time, it's a huge problem. Yeah. Okay. Um, 41 on my back. Wait, no. I did the last one. I'm yeah. Sorry. Punching walls or slamming doors. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, if they can't like express their frustration in a non-physical way, So I was saying earlier about that secondary emotion. Like, you made me feel inadequate as a man. I don't want to feel inadequate. I'm going to get mad or angry. I'm going to slam a door. Also, weirdly, okay. I hope no one involved in this is listening, but the only time in my life that a man has ever laid a hand on me was somebody that I never saw it coming. Mm -hmm. Oh, believe me, it was one whack across the nose and then I came back fucking fist of fury like so it was a very diffused quickly situation and you better believe I said goodbye and left forever and never looked back yeah but it what was the most shocking and hurtful thing to me is that I never saw it coming because I never thought in a million years that person would be physically violent towards me but in hindsight they were the kind of person that would punch a wall or like oh. have to physically. Gotcha. And I mean, we're talking years, years long relationship. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just, uh, I mean, I hate to say it this way, but it makes sense that this level of aggression would progress, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like this time it's, I'm going to storm out the door and I'm going to slam it. Yeah, this the is, next time yeah. I'm going to punch the fucking yep, wall. Absolutely. The next time. Right. It yeah. escalates, I guess right. in that way. Cause yeah, literally. And I'm talking like, not to bust this person out who it was, five years. Wow. And then, and you never think after five years that someone would be capable of that. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that, that piggybacks on to number 42, subject, subjecting you to any types of violence or abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, huge red flag, also reportable. Oh, yeah. Um, but they also mentioned that it can be physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual. That's interesting. Like, why is physical abuse reportable, but mental abuse, not so much? Because it's physical abuse, there's evidence of it generally. Sure. Emotional abuse is much, much more difficult to track. 
mm-hmm. it's her word against us, you know, kind yeah. of thing. And um, a lot of times emotional abuse goes unreported because people don't realize it's happening to True. them. I mean, with the gaslighting, you're crazy, mm-hmm. not me. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, so, but it's important to recognize those symptoms in someone. Just always remember that at the end of the day, a relationship is only there to improve your life. Yes. To make you feel happier. Yes. To make you feel better. That person is supposed to be your support system and someone who loves you and makes you feel better at the end of every day. Yeah, absolutely. You always are going to have your fights and stuff, but if there is a pattern of like emotional abuse... Like then, you know, then this is doing nothing for you. Sure. You know, emotional. You're sexual, fine on your own. Physical. Like we're phys- like we're living proof that you can be so happy on your own mm-hmm. that a relationship should only be there if it's improving your life. Very well. Hardcore said. improving your life. Very well said. So um, the next one is holding you up to a certain ideal. And like sometimes people fall in love with the potential they see in someone rather than the person they actually are now. If if your partner is constantly trying to change you into some fantasy ideal, that's a problem. And you may find yourself sacrificing yourself for the person you love in hopes that you become what they want. And that's really, really, yeah, that's super profound. Yeah, and and we've talked about this on the podcast before. That, That needs to be another drinking you we mm-hmm. talked about this on the podcast before yeah. but um people change every single day and for me to try to hold the ideal of you when you were 26 mm-hmm. for the rest of my life is pretty unrealistic or even like little things like okay you know everybody always tries to put their best self forward at the beginning of a relationship sure. but guess what time marches on and she starts farting in bed or whatever and like <laughs> you know she pees with the door open one yeah. of my biggest pet peeves <laughs> That's a red flag. Peeing with the door was not a red flag. For me, it is. For <laughs> Okay. Well, but but to like not be realistic about the fact that they're not that same perfect person or to even be like, you know, okay. Um oh, I knew this guy was a cheater in the past, but I think that, you know, he's going to change for me Ooh, or something. Yeah, like, that's a that's a different to, side of the spectrum there. I like, I yeah. like that. And there are good changes. Like, let's say, um, you know, the person that you're dating is like a really heavy drinker. Not like us heavy drinker, responsible heavy, but like yeah. maybe it's like borderline problem or even a problem. Like mm-hmm. if someone that you loved that you were with, like you wanted to change for them, that would be a good sort of like thing. Or like maybe say someone is like um, has another unhealthy habit. Like, um. I don't know. Smoking. Smoking or whatever. Or like, you know, severely overweight or something, you know. Mm -hmm. But that's something you work on together. It's not something like, you know, I don't know. Okay, so I had a situation happen to me where I was with someone who was ridiculously in shape. Mm -hmm. Like he was a professional athlete. Like, And I was at a point in my life where I was thinner than I've ever been. And I was happy with where I was at and, you know, whatever. But he would be like, did you go to the gym today? And I would be like, yeah, just because I like wanted to get him off my back. And he'd be like, no, you didn't. I called them. Fuck that. And it's like, uh, okay, that's funny. That's your thing. But I was like, I was at the point where I was so thin. People were like, you look like you have AIDS. Like, 
start eating again please like wow yeah and then he's like he's drilling that kind of thing into my head like this is like a setup for emotional abuse gotcha because he's holding you up to a certain idea wow I never, I didn't think about it that way. That is the only person they ever cheated on for the record. <laughs> and he had it coming and everyone that knows him will tell you he had it coming. <laughs> he deserved it. Next is uh, number 44, trying to save you. I'm sorry. Did I? I almost spit out my drink because this like makes us laugh because save makes us think of like, have you met the Lord or Savior <laughs> Jesus Christ? <laughs> Uh, we were really laughing about that. Have we're you like, found Jesus? We're like, that's a weird thing to bring up mid-relationship. Right. And then we realize it was... But this is kind of what you brought up earlier. Um, it says, feeling as if you can save your partner is a total trap mm-hmm. and can ruin your relationship. Uh, you can support someone as they try to better themselves, but only you can save yourself. Yes. Okay. And this is like my ex that's a piece of shit that I talk about all the time, but I still love him. <laughs> <laughs> love him as a person, not love him. But... Every single person he's dated since me falls into that same trap of like, I can make him better. Like he'll change his life for me. See, I want to save him. It's like, no, you won't. He's just a piece of shit. Like that would be a red flag that I have for other people. It's like, don't try to save me. If I needed saving, like, right. I would take care of it. You're getting what you get right here. Okay. <laughs> I am a hot mess express, but I'm also a lot of fucking fun to be around. So either like, either someone will have the redeeming qualities that will allow you to deal with what it is that they do. Mm. And you just accept that that is what they are, what they do and who they are as a person or that's it. Yeah. You have to accept people at face value and not expect that they're ever going to get better than where they're at when you met them. Makes sense. I like that a lot. We're running a little long. Are you okay with a long episode? I mean, I'm okay with a long episode, but I think we should skip the game. I, I agree. Okay. 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 So the, um, Similarly, and this was kind of in a different one, lying about the little things. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, dishonesty, even in little things, makes for a troubled relationship. Not being able to trust your partner makes you feel unsafe. Without safety, deep, genuine intimacy will never be achieved. And this was, okay, yeah, this is more like forward thinking about this, but once you've broken that trust with me, it's impossible to gain it back. Absolutely. And it should be. Yeah, okay, like my, okay, and this is a larger scale, but... Um, my last relationship where my partner cheated on me and he was like endlessly trying to be like, please just give me one more chance. And literally internally in myself, I had to say with full honesty, I will never trust you again. I will always be wanting to look through your phone. Mm -hmm. I will never be able to get it out of my mind that that's still happening. Oh, I had an ex that, yeah, I said the same thing to you to where it was like, Something happened and there was I want to be able to trust you again. I would love that. But I would love to be able to give you another chance and hope that we can live happily ever after. But if I'm being honest with myself, I will never get that out of my head. Never, ever, ever. Yeah. So with the little things, that's just it. It's like if they're lying about something small that doesn't really matter, why wouldn't they lie about something bigger? Good point. Dumb. Good point. Okay. Number 46, um, saying one thing but doing another. That's like a more of a blatant lie. Uh-huh. And it says, notice when your partner's actions and behaviors don't match up to their words. Uh, the old saying that actions speak louder than words is very true in relationships. And this isn't like, I made a New Year's resolution to lose weight and then they don't. Okay, that's like simple. But Sure. That's probably, um, what, what's a good example of that? Um, okay. Um, hmm. Well, uh, back to the... Um, Hey, I'm going to quit smoking. 
Mm. And then they just smoke in the fucking garage now so you won't notice. You know, maybe something like that. Uh, that's more like a little lie. That's more like trying to get away with something. Okay. I think it's more like, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. Like, oh, I'm going to get a job. Like, let's say he doesn't have a job. Okay. Okay. And he's like, um, I'm going to go out and, and fill out applications today. And they just blatantly don't do it. Sits on the couch and plays video games yeah. all day. Yeah. Makes sense. The more of that kind of thing where you're like, you literally said you were going to go out today and fill out applications mm-hmm. and you just didn't do it. Right. Okay. Makes okay. sense. Um, being overly controlling with money. Ooh, that's a good red flag. That is a good red flag. And it's like, ugh, there's this could go, there could be a whole episode about this. Yeah. Because money is an extension of our inner value system. So when your partner is constantly policing your spending or refusing to spend on you, it's a reflection of their feelings for you. Simply put, one's love extends to one's bank account and however much or little they have should be considered ours to be treated and used especially respectfully between partners. Okay, so I would have to say I I disagree with the um, description of this. Yes. But being overly controlling with money, 100%. Uh But also... What's mine is not yours, okay? No matter if we're married or we're in this together forever, I feel strongly that I, okay, I make pretty good money. Mm -hmm. I can support myself. I don't have to date a guy who I have to worry about where he's at financially. Yeah, I don't care what your credit score is. I don't care how much you make because I make enough for the both of us, arguably. I make a lot. I make the amount of money that I make is what most families survive off of. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So if I had to financially support someone for one reason or another, I would be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think at any point in time, like I'm, I would never hold that over someone. Right. Like if someone did, like let's say they became disabled for some reason and then they were relying on me, I would never hold that over their head to be like, well, I'm paying all the bills around here or True. no, you can't have a hundred dollars this week to go do like hang out with your friends or do whatever. Right. Because, you know, if you've taken on that responsibility of being the breadwinner, you have to be fair and allow it to be something where you're not holding power over them. That, that's, that makes a lot of sense. And if any listeners, AKA Franks and beanies, mm-hmm. um, if this is a red flag for you, Come at me and Beth because we spend money like the world is ending oh, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I am like a, money holds no value for us. We're just like You can't take mm, it with you. Mm, the Brian Pruitt mm. story is gonna be like <laughs> your autobiography. Right. I buy so much stupid shit. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. All right. Number forty eight. Never having been in a serious relationship before. This I think this is kind of at our um, age, this is a major red flag. <laughs> yes, so like if that you is were thirty seven and you've never been in a relationship. What the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Yeah, I was but more say, in your early twenties yeah. is where I am. I was gonna say this is this is pretty um depending on your age. If you're twenty one and you've never yeah. been married, nobody's gonna look at you weird. It's just yeah, it's just a little bit of a red flag because it means like they're still sowing their wild oats, you know. True that. Or they just don't know how to be a person enough to be in a relationship. You know? Yeah, maybe they're just like a little nerdy and never had a girlfriend or whatever. Well, fair. give those guys a shot. They're, yeah. they're normally good guys. Those are guys going to go out there and make a lot of money. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> be a pioneer. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next one, still being hung up on an ex. I'm doing a dance right now. I cannot because- stress enough 
This is the number one. Yes. Number one red flag. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised it's so far down on the list, but this is a huge red flag for me. I don't think these are ordered by any means. Yeah, no. fair enough. Well, drink. Um, but, <laughs> you know, how many people have I dated? And I was kind of like, I could see this happening. I in a row. See- in a row. In a row. There was a streak. I'm on a fucking streak. And it was like, I like you. You're a great guy. You're very nice. You're very polite. Yada, yada, yada. I'm going to go back to my ex. Somebody who has already dicked me over in the past, mm-hmm. physically and to give you a little, And to give you a little backstory, this was three in a row after Brian had like a period where he was just like, no commitment. I Yeah. Like, and he was dating and, you know, everything like that. But it was like, oh, I'm never going to settle down, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, like, he had finally just said, like, I'm ready to settle down. I'm ready to get in a relationship, blah, blah, blah. And then the next three people in a row were all like, um, yeah, you're a great guy, but I'm, I'm going to get back with my piece of shit ex. Right. Oh, I felt for you. Yeah. And that's uh, that's the biggest. Bo- I, I don't know. I could. Uh, that's an episode. If someone <laughs> still hung up on an ex, you have no shot in hell. Nope. And the thing was, you know, um, I only remember two. So you might have to remind me on the third. But <laughs> um, the two that I can remember, it was like it, it was so I was sideswiped. It was it was not it was not somebody who talked about their ex constantly. Um, but it was just like out of the blue shotgun blast going back to an ex mm. i'm gonna so, write them down for you <laughs> well i remember two one starts with a b one starts with an l and then oh i'm right right do, do start with a b um maybe, i'm right maybe not so much on the last yep, one but, but it is okay, okay. <laughs> um anyway so yeah, so if if they are talking about their ex a lot, mm-hmm. if they're still communicating with that ex regularly. And sometimes at our age, it's kind of like they have to have some kind of communication. If there's like children involved or Absolutely, something, okay, yeah. that's fine. And you got to be prepared to. And sometimes they do need to vent to you about that stuff. And that's fine too. So don't get that twisted. Like, But if, when it's every day. If they're day. complaining about, you know, man, you know, they're really like making this difficult. But they're venting to you. It's one thing. Yes. But if there's no kids involved, there's no reason for them to keep Ooh, on him. good point, yeah. Maybe if they live together or something and then they're still in that process of like, you know, like, because as a property manager, it's hard to break a lease, okay? And sometimes if you're in that situation where you're stuck living together, uh-huh. that happens, okay? Um, I remember, <laughs> <laughs> this is so the funniest story about this, okay? So um, one time I had been dating a guy and uh, the relationship was over, but he was living with me. And I I was bartending at the time. I One of the guys at the bar was like, you know, uh, he just spit game to me. And like, we started dating. But I was like, okay, full disclosure, it's a little weird because my ex just refuses to move out of my house. Right. And I don't really know what to do until the lease is up. It's like, like he's just refusing to move. Sure. And he's on the lease and I'm on the lease. And like he's like, we can do this all day. And I'm like, all right. Well, uh, so he's like, that's fine. Just come over and hang out at my house every day. And then it became the point where it was like, it was weird because, you know, I had to talk about it because it was constantly going on. 
You know, and I was like, okay, it was like today I went home to get my clothes and it was like, oh, you're still not gone. Can you please leave? And no, oh, and <laughs> furniture division and all right. that. Basic. So yeah, those are things that are frustrations. But at that point, I was already in a new relationship with someone else. Um, he was very understanding of the fact that, you know, I got in there when it was still very new. So I have to be respectful of the fact that they're still working out all ironing out all the details of that breakup. So yeah. if I want to start dating her this soon, I have to be supportive of that part of it. Mm-hmm. But also if they're just, if there's nothing like that and they're just still talking to them all the time. Right. That, that that's when it's weird. Red You've got the next one. Oh, maybe hating on their ex. This is interesting. This is interesting. This I could go both ways on this one. I could actually. I'm going to take credit for this one. Okay. Um. Yeah, hating on their ex. I I kind of see it as it it depends who's in the right, who's in the wrong. And the reason I'll take credit for that is because I have a long history of dating pieces of shit. Okay. And like the, my dating history could best be described as the asshole hall of fame. But see, here's the thing. So yeah, I'm going to hate on them, but they deserve it. They deserve it. And I think that's the distinction here. If you're just hating on your ex because they broke up with you. But also okay. I think that I think the red flag part of this is that um, they're hating on their ex. So they might hate on you. I think what this article is trying to say, they might hate on you or they're still hung up on them or whatever it is. Right. No, I just date extraordinary pieces of shit. Sure. To the point where it's like, I'm still, you know, yeah, I still talk about it on the show, but I'm trying to help you all avoid that. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, if someone's like extraordinarily deserving of it, like, let's say that, okay, you're dating a guy and he's just like, ah, can you believe Linda's Facebook today? Like, right. Oh, she just thinks she's all that, you know, it's like, it's Mm -hmm. okay. If it's like deserve it, hating, it's one thing. If it's just hating for no reason, red flag, flag. flag. (laughs) distinguish between deserve it, hatred and just petty peppermint, petty hatred. Right? No, I agree. Peppermint, petty hatred is the red flag that they're still into their ex legitimate hatred is just like, I need to get the shit out, you know, and you're being understanding and sure. Like we talked before, if you do have to have, um, contact with your ex bitching about them on occasion is probably going to happen. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Especially if they know him. Like back when I was back in champagne, it's like everybody knew him. So I was like, yeah, this is going (laughs) to come up from time to time. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Number 51. I'm back on the odds again. Um, obsessing over other couples on Instagram. That's a strange, let's just say on social That's media. That's such a millennial thing. Right. Um, I've never seen this or heard of this or experienced this. I have heard of this, like being a thing where it's like um, one of the problems with social media is that people have unrealistic expectations about okay. relationships. But it's because the people that constantly post as as a couple like look at us we're so happy if and you, we're inundated with that right. if you share a facebook profile with your significant other that's a red flag no well, <laughs> the only the only caveat to that is that my parents share a facebook okay but it's under henry franzak and it's just for the sake that they are not technologically Honestly, savvy and there's no reason for them to have different sure. And after they I spend said, every waking moment of their lives, <laughs> they're retired. They're, right. they're not doing anything separately. And after I said that out loud, like if if you're in a if you're in a relationship and you share a Facebook profile, um, there shouldn't be any red flags because you shouldn't be going outside of that relationship mm-hmm. unless you're Polly. 
or you have right. a non-monogamous. And like, if you're sixty some odd years old, like my parents, sure. Yeah, you're that's like, cute at that point. It's cute. It's adorable. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking adorable because I never know which one of them is liking my stuff. You right. know, but, yeah. But I know that immediately they're just looking over at the other one going, oh, I just like this. Look at what Beth did, you know? Yeah. And that's cute. Yeah. But it's like if, uh, you know, if Daryl and Becky have a Facebook profile together after Daryl cheated on Becky, guess what? Oh. That's Becky's Facebook, okay? <laughs> like, and if you make a comment on something, you're making it to Becky, not right. Daryl, okay? So, yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever experienced that. I, I, so it says in the social, in the age of social media, it's tempting to get, God damn it. It's tempting to compare your relationship with those you see online. I've never done. Well, and this. the people like it's one thing if you just want to like, hey, we were on vacation or we're posting our vacation pictures. That's all fine and well. But the people that are constantly having to post pictures of themselves together, okay, and like e- exploiting their relationship, mm-hmm. there's a problem there. Like normal, okay. Going back to the thing where I said the best sign of a relationship is no sign of it on Facebook. Like yeah. it's okay if you have one profile picture together or whatever. But if you're constantly having to inundate the internet, we know you're together. We get that. Like, okay, again, Zach and Jill, like you like they are not constantly like, look at us all the time. Like, you yeah. know, it's just like everybody knows they're together and it's a good relationship and that's it. Beth, so Beth. Yeah. Do you think people compare our relationship on social media? No. <laughs> I mean, we just did that thing in uh Little Rock tour. It's like you visited twenty places together. I know. That is funny though, because it looks <laughs> like we're like and also you guys okay. This is great. Brian just got me the best best friend gift out of nowhere. Ever. And he literally was like, okay, before I tell you what this is, it's like our, you know, those best friend necklaces where it's like a heart and it breaks in the middle <laughs> and one side has the one half of best friend and it's the other like has B-E-F-R-I. the other. It's like Yeah, exactly. It's like, this is like our version of this. And what it was is, I can't even remember the player's name. That's Who how cares? unknown so he is. It's a basketball player. It's a basketball player, which is our least favorite sport. And nobody cares about it. He played for the fucking no Knicks in the 90s. So it's like a so-and-so rookie card, which like someone who doesn't know a lot about sports, you're like, oh, well, that's still a nice gesture. No, the reason that this card is incredible <laughs> is because the significance of this card is that to the left of this gentleman's picture in the front row of the audience, picture of the Menendez brothers. The motherfucking, <laughs> the Menendez. motherfucking Menendez brothers <laughs> attended the game. And I was like, excuse me. And the funny thing is, before he actually told me what the present was, he told me there's a girl part to it and a boy part to it. And I was like, okay, that's well, weird. I, I said there's, 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 oh, no, there's, a, there's a part for me and a part for you. And right. I was like, okay. So it's kind of like, is this a best friend necklace? What is this? Like, tell the <laughs> truth. And he's like, just trust me. And then all of a sudden it was like, he tells, he shows me the head. And then I was like, I'm thinking in my head, right as he says what the answer to it is. Wait a minute. What was the, what was the, your part? And he goes, well, it came in a set of two of them. (laughs) So we just both have this exact same basketball card with the Menendez brothers. What? (laughs) Which is our version of the best red necklace. We're so stupid. Red flag number, blah, blah, blah. Extensive knowledge on serial killers. <laughs> no, no, that's not on that, the list. Because we'd have to write that down. That's not. Yeah, that's not. That's not on the list. Yeah, that's not our game right now. Um, can I go back to evens? I like evens. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So where are we at? Sorry. Oh my god, we're at uh, an hour and twenty-two minutes. No, I meant which number because I had a oh, fifty-two. Oh okay. Fifty-two. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be a long episode. You're gonna have to do fifty-two because I I lost my way. Okay. 
So number 52 is cheating on past partners. And this is bing, bing, those, bing, 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 bing. I mean, this is uh, I would say a history of it. Because like a I said, solid history of it. I admit some people fucking deserve it. Yeah, I admit it to that one time I've ever cheated on anybody. But I have a firm belief that like if the relationship is at that point of over where I'm fucking somebody else. Yeah. You should know that I have enough respect for myself that I'm not just going to have sex with a random person. Well, and you go back to the other it's, red flag that was withholding sex. If you're with somebody who's withholding sex, you're probably cheating on them. Mm-hmm. You need to feed your cat or somebody else will. That's the fucking moral of the story. Yeah. And honestly, like, you know, I don't know. It's yeah. And I, I feel bad, but it's like, like I said, a history of it. History. Like, okay. We're not just justifying our own. Not to decisions. tell this story over and over again, but okay, I had my ex, my most recent ex, who had a long history of cheating on people. Uh-huh. And I, at the two years before ever even saying that he was like my boyfriend, he was like, oh, let's be official. And I was like, no, because I know that you are not in a place where you're going to stop having sex with other people. Right. And I'm no sucker. If you want to go and do that, and that's fine. We can keep doing this thing where you're at my house three or four days a week and I'm at your house three or four days a week. Mm-hmm. And those other days of the week, we do whatever we want and no one gets mad. And that was a very happy place for a long time. And then whatever happened, there's a come to Jesus moment. We decide to actually be in a relationship. And for a very long time, I did believe that he... And people confirmed during that period of time that he had not cheated on me. But the thing is, is that we move out of state and uh, essentially it's like, okay, he's kind of like the king of the town kind of guy and had a lot of attention constantly. This is going back to the excessive need for attention. So, um, you know, he was somebody that constantly needed attention. We previously had been in a situation where outside of, me, if I was busy at work or whatever, he had plenty of people to hang out with to go and get that attention somewhere else. But then eventually I moved out of, you know, I was moving out of state for a job. We determined that he was going to come with me. And, you know, so I had no reason to believe that, you know, it wasn't still a very serious relationship, that that wasn't going to happen just as it hadn't been happening for a long time. Now, once we move out of state, all of a sudden, he's not the king of the town anymore. He doesn't have anyone to give him that fulfill that constant need for attention outside of me. I'm the only one he has to give him attention at that point. And I was very busy at work all the time. And, you know, then it turned into you know, a situation where there was infidelity but, you know, looking back on it, I understand that I wasn't fulfilling his need for attention. But also, you know, he had that past history where I should have known he was capable of doing that again, no matter how much he loved me. Right. So and this is the difference between a history and just like somebody deserving. It was it. a pattern. Yeah. 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 If someone just does it once. OK, everybody makes mistakes in their life. But when it's a pattern like that. You should know that no matter how much they love you, they're always capable of it. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm sure they loved a lot of those other people too. Mm-hmm. In their own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Down. I can see that. Okay. Never saying thank you. I hate this. I hate this. And I mean, I, I think this kind of goes. Ungrateful bastards. Right. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of the um, being rude to service. Staff, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I say thank you for everything. Hey, can I have some extra napkins? Thank you. Can I get a straw? Thank you. Like just manners in general, being polite. Oh, that's a that's good a point. red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, okay. How did that, mine keeps messing up? <clears throat> mine just messed up too. Okay. But yeah, not saying thank you. Um, holding a door for somebody and getting zero response. Mm-hmm. There's a meme about that on, that I've seen to where it's like, you want to put that person back outside and close the door in their fucking yeah. face. Like, I'm doing something for you that I don't have to do. Right. I don't ex- I don't expect to be appreciated and put on a <gasps> It's pedestal. like when people don't, okay, this drives me crazy. This is like my one top three pet peeves. When you let someone in when you're driving uh-huh. and they don't do the courtesy oh, hand up. Oh, fuck those people. Oh, if you don't do it, I will run you <laughs> off of motherfucking road. Like, Yeah, it's the same thing. You hold the door for somebody. They don't say thank you. You kind of want to push them outside oh, and yeah. close the fucking door Hell in their yeah. face. What number were we on? We just 54. Up. So, okay. okay, I got this one. Okay. And this is, oh my God, this is classic narcissist acting too charming. Okay. You know, if you can't sense a little bit of like something wrong with them from the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, they're being too charming. They're covering something up. Gotcha. And that is classic narcissist. Like they lay it on thick. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm never too charming. I'm, <laughs> I'm so blatant about shit being wrong with me. I'm still funny. like the asshole is still probably on my sleeve at that point. Like I, I have the ability to be charming, but probably another, uh, not only a red flag, but a sign that they're a serial killer. Just look at uh, what was Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. <laughs> Shout out to Taylor Hearn. I <laughs> <laughs> love you, Taylor Hearn. I'm still scrolling. Will you take the next oh, one? Oh, the next one is giving too many gifts. <gasps> oh, this is so true. Oh, yeah. This kind of goes back to the financial control thing in one sense, uh-huh. you know, where if they're giving too many gifts, you owe them something. Interesting. Or also, this can be like a, they're too. Okay, I can't stand when someone likes me excessively more than I like them. Uh-huh. And that is such, becomes such a turnoff so quick mm-hmm. where it's like, dude, cool it. I'm not comfortable with this amount of showering. Uh-huh. And gifts could be like a good, a good sign of that. Do you think also gifts are kind of like an inability to express feelings or be a person? I don't know how else to describe it, uh, but... I mean, maybe in some cases, but Uh like for me, it's like almost giving too much like, okay, the overloading of compliments. If it's constantly like, you're so beautiful, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me since the Cubs. (laughs) We're on the same page. Um, (laughs) But do you think I I just see that as as a sign of like this person doesn't know how to carry on a conversation other than. You're so beautiful. You're the best thing that's happened to me. Um, You're on two different planes at that point. I can't do not put me on a pedestal. Right. Okay. Because I am going to 100% disappoint you because surprise, (laughs) I'm a piece of shit. Okay. (laughs) And not only that, but I'm just not comfortable with like that level of adoration. I don't take compliments well at all. I don't. Yeah. And also like, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I have to have someone that's going to have a little bit of fight with me. Sure. Because it just shows me that like we passionately like each other, but we're all also passionately our own person. Right. You know, and if someone is just too agreeable and like, you know, mm. just inundating you with gifts or compliments or anything, it's just too much. Right. Yeah, I can't stand that. Okay. I like, like that. get it, I'm awesome. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or it could go back to the financial control thing. Because all of a sudden you owe them something. That could be. Yeah. Um it's good prison rule not to uh 
take anything for free. Uh-uh. <laughs> anyway, 56 is being in denial about debt. Debt? What debt? <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you just show a red flag? Um, hey, like, I'm not so... Co- <laughs> I'm not so concerned about that. I mean, I, it's like I said, I don't care about someone else's finances. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if they lie about it, I think would be the concern for me. Not being in denial about it. Yeah. But if they lie, to you I'd about be more it. interested in how the debt, the, the bigger red flag would how is how is the debt there? Is it student loans or is it because you suck at picking horses? Oh, oh okay. Yeah. That's or like drug. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, it's understandable. Like people like this has happened to me more than once. Where someone will be like, you know, because I am very financially stable as a woman. And in fact, you know, one of the issues that I have is I will oftentimes make more money than someone I'm dating. And that's intimidating to guys. Yeah. But like as long as and it's like I said, I don't care if you don't have money. I don't care if your credit sucks. I'm fine. I don't need you for that. Right. You know, I'm your partner. Like, in fact, if anything, I can help you get better with that. Mm-hmm. But like it's one of the things I can offer you as a partner. But being in denial about it, like acting at that either it doesn't exist at all or, you know, not refusing to address the problem mm-hmm. or lying to me about it. Yes. I've had a lot of guys just say, listen, you know, I get they will be very upfront almost way too soon about like my credit score really sucks. I had a marriage where, you know, like this and this and that happened. And I lay that to rest right away. And I'm like. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. It's not my thing. That's your personal. That is something. Finances are something so personal to an individual. Sure. And that's what I'm saying. Like if somebody's in debt and they're in denial about that, I'm more interested in why they're in denial than just because they're in denial. Right. You know, I don't like you said, I don't care if your credit sucks. Shit happens. But is it student loans or is it you decided to take out a credit card and cash withdrawal the maximum so you could buy heroin? Mm-hmm. Where are we at on this? <laughs> True, yeah, yeah. The reason behind why you owe that money, like with me, I joke about it. I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm putting a lot of uh, stock in the hope that my student loans will just outlive me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but you know, also that's because it's a large sum of money where you are paying it off for 25 years of your life. So, yeah. okay, that's funny, but it's also like an understandable debt. Sure. Okay, to improve my life. Yeah. Did I take a second mortgage out on the house because I have a blackjack addiction? Or to get like fake boobs or something or whatever. That's just irresponsible shit. Well, fake boobs. (laughs) I can, I'll look past that. Um, And I like blackjack as well. So fucking hate you sometimes, Brian. I know you do. (laughs) You're the most annoying person. (laughs) But I think it's really cool that guys will come out because here's the thing with women making more money than men. It's a little intimidating because we're Is that changing to, gender roles. Yeah. yeah. And that's another episode we we're going to get to it. Yeah. And it, it's, it's emasculating that you make more money than I do, but it's a common thing that happens today. It's the story of my life though. I'm, <clears throat> and I was just talking with this about to Ray Porter. Actually, I was like, I'm very intimidating. I get it. I'm very talkative. I am very opinionated. I have, I make a lot of money. I know more about sports than most guys, you know, like I'm like, I am like the alpha in most relationships. Right. Yeah. But, you know. So for a guy to come come up and say, listen, I make this much a year. My credit score is this. 
Like, that's kind of endearing that he's putting that information out there. Yeah. That would mean a lot to me if someone was just on, like, not just like I said, being honest about it. Instead because of just. I don't care. It doesn't right. matter to me. I make money. I have my own money. I don't care about your money. Right. And it's just kind of, you know, it's very honest to put that out there when they don't have to because they mm. are intimidated. But if you lie about it. Ooh, if you lie about it. Mm. Red, mm. red flag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and this is a number, yeah, this is the last one, and it's very true. Depending on you to make them happy. Yep. Number one red flag. And I've seen that. I've, I've experienced that. And uh, once again, this woman was hung up on her ex. Every single thing was like, Oh, you do this so much better than my ex. And not sex, but obviously. But um Wait, why wouldn't you do sex better than her ex? Well, of course I did. Of course I oh, did. No, that, that was the made, obvious. You part. made it seem that you did was not just you were making it seem like you didn't do it better. Oh, no, no, no. Not just sex. But like, you know, going out and taking her kids out and like having a good time and her ex was incapable of that. And like then that had Comparing it, yeah. Yeah, don't compare it. That should be another red flag. Yeah, comparing, oh, yeah. Um, yes, at 57.5. Right. Um, yeah, like, oh, you you do this, and my ex would never do this, or you like this, and my ex would never like this. It, it was just, yeah. It's you like, can think that, but don't say it out loud. Sure. Share it with your girlfriends. Right. You know, oh, my God, he's so much better. Like, that's the kind of stuff you you say. I can see myself telling Taylor, oh, my God, he does this, you know, like, and that not. Yeah. Not saying it to him. Saying it to him is weird. <laughs> that is super weird. And also, again, it's putting you on that pedestal that you're not comfortable with, Ooh, where it's like, yeah. now I have a standard I have to maintain for this area of life. And it was all just to make her happy. It wasn't this thing where it was like she was making me happy. Like you were saying earlier about how relationships need to benefit both people. And yeah. you have to greatly improve somebody's life. My life was not improved by this. Mm -hmm. And I think with that last red flag. In fact, it was stressful for you. Yeah. Because you don't want to hear about that shit. No, nobody does. People need to stop talking about their exes. I don't understand this. For real. Unless the ex is affecting the relationship. Unless they have a podcast and it happens to be on that particular. <laughs> True. As examples of bad things that happen. <laughs> in life. But, you know, if you're going to use, you know, examples of your ex and how I do it better to make you happier. That's stupid. Right. Because you know what? It goes without saying, obviously you're not with him anymore. You're with me now. It's Everything because I'm better. Yeah. Everything I do is better. Everything I do is going to be better because your ex is a piece of shit. Right. Do you That's have some why kind you of checklist going on? What are the things you're not telling me <laughs> because I don't do them better? You know, it's like, right. Yeah. Uh, Let's yeah. just not talk about it at all. Yeah. Save I, it for I, your girlfriends. I don't like that one bit. Yeah. But yeah, at the end of the day, don't depend on someone else for your happiness. Like, you know, we kind of talked about this in the being happy alone episode. Be happy by yourself. And mm -hmm. then you don't rely on someone else to make you happy in general. You just rely on them to make you happier. Right. That's what they're there for. Good point. Man, that was 57 if, motherfucking red flags. And I'm sure there's 57 more, more out there. Yeah, like, for sure. Um, we didn't even do the silly ones. No, no. We were going to play a game for you guys, but um, maybe next not time. Not enough time. Um, okay. So that's red flags. That is red flags. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to do a really good lead in here, but I can't. We're just going to go straight to mm. it's normally the shout outs corner, but really we just want to talk about our event. A red flag is if somebody doesn't want to go to the event on the 27th. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> that's a. 
Red flag. <laughs> yeah, so we've got a show coming up on the 27th. So this is coming out on Wednesday. Right. The following Sunday, mm-hmm. Black Apple Crossing in Springdale, Arkansas. We will see you all there. We know we will see you there. Yeah. It's going to be so Brian much fun. will see three of you right away, but he'll see you eventually. <laughs> and I will not see three of you right away. Right. Because they will be the bachelors that I am picking from in the Bachelor- dating game. Yeah. And, and I'll pick from the bachelorettes. Suitors. Suitors, I found out, was a... Um, just a middle word like contestants contestants <laughs> why did you add an extra es at the end of it you did you said contest contestants contestants oh. all right i'm but, gonna review the footage later okay. and make sure i didn't say that <laughs> it's a good thing we're recording this we'll find out who's right right remember before google when you felt like you could walk away from an argument and you won <laughs> so anyway um it's gonna be so much fun it's gonna be a blast so many giveaways Yes, we've got so much swag now. Free swag from all of these amazing businesses, which are um, House of Webster. House of Webster. This is a super cool gift basket that they gave us. The basket is amazing. It comes with two coffee cups. Mm -hmm. I want to say that they both say, I love you, and I know on opposite sides, but Mm -hmm. the way we can see it in the basket. And they're slinky. They're like gold handles. Yeah, they're they're nice coffee mugs. Um, And then there's two jars of beer jelly Mm -hmm. and then a bag of coffee. All from House of Webster. Mm-hmm. Good place. Uh, Marley's Chicago Pizzeria has contributed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got some gift cards from them. And Levi's. Levi's Low Bar Gastro Lounge. Okay, this place is so great. Brian ordered a donut from it <laughs> and took a picture of it and sent it to me. And he was like, check this motherfucking donut out. <laughs> it was a donut. But it was that swanky. I was like, oh you're not gosh. wrong. That is text worthy. This place is so swanky. Shit. They don't have chicken wings. They have duck wings. Get the fuck out I of here. I swear to God. And they're so good. They are so good. Duck is way underrated as a poultry mm, item. It's just, yeah. And then um, the prizes that we're bringing to the table happen to be a koozie with a K. Mm-hmm. We've got Thank a, you for saying that. <laughs> we've got a magnet, a sticker, and a pin. Mm-hmm. And the way we're going to do it is... Also a business card if you're interested in sponsoring the show. Absolutely. Anytime. But the way it's going to work is we're going to ask the audience for questions for us to ask our suitors. If we use your question, you're getting a koozie with a K, mm-hmm. a magnet, a sticker, and a button. Mm-hmm. Mm. And big shout out to all of our contestants beforehand. Yes, absolutely. Just because thank you for coming. And you know your prize will be all of those things, but also potential smooches. <laughs> potential smooches yes indeed and we're both excited about who we've picked for each other correct absolutely and taylor hearn confirmed today that my choices were excellent yes beyond excellent okay and um also if you have a business and you are interested in being a part of this event and want to have a giveaway we will talk about you on the show just like we did those wonderful businesses mm-hmm. we also talk about you on stage yep Yep. Every time we give a prize away, I mean, we're talking. It won't be too late. This release is Wednesday and the show will be Sunday. So yeah. there'll be several days to get you, um, get get us your items yeah. so that we can talk about your business. So to excited. thousands of listeners. Thousands. And all of Springdale, Arkansas mm. at the event. Oh, Black Apple Crossing. Did we say that? With their delicious fucking Cider. ciders. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for hosting a Black Apple Crossing. Mm. They actually had to move an event for us. I'm kind of happy about that. And you want to know what else? What? We forgot. Guess who's coming to the event? Oh. 
to sing the theme song live at the show. Samantha Hunt. The dreamy and amazing Samantha Hunt. Oh, my gosh. So it's going to be a fucking great show. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm I normally have, I have goosebumps about it right now. I'm normally afraid to get on stage, but I am so fucking ready for this. Yeah. So fucking ready. I can't wait. Yeah. Super excited. It's gonna be a really, really oh. good time. Um, so that is at four o'clock, Black Apple Crossing, Sunday, January twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. So be there or be square. Yeah. For sure. All okay. right. Well, I guess that's it, folks. Yeah. Uh Thanks for hanging in there in a super long episode. My goodness, yeah. It's almost a double episode. <laughs> oh, we have to go watch the Patriots win. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yay. Okay. All right. Take care, you little Franks and Meanies. Take care, you little Franks and Meanies. <laughs>